All right, welcome to Phil and the Kid. I always say dumb shit as soon as we fucking start. Are, sh- are we changing the lo- the? Yeah, I guess it's not really Phil and the Kid anymore. I don't know if we're like fully set on the final name situation. I think I so. I think we're pretty good, though. Yeah, I yeah? think we're pretty good. I got to hire somebody to do the fucking logo then. Yeah. If anybody's out there, yeah, we're hiring logos. again. Yeah, what are we calling it? Andre Andre is taking all our money right now. Stop, <clears throat> stop saying fam. Oh, I guess she can hear us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's let's before we dive into the cheers. exciting topic of the last 24 hours or so <clears throat> US debates. Um, yeah, because and the mass exodus. So in today's episode of Spiro and Phil selling Toronto, <laughs> we're going to be it's talking so good, about though. I love it. We the can... mass exodus yeah. of people li- leaving Toronto or the GTA. Is it the GTA or mainly Toronto? No, it's Toronto. It's like Toronto proper. Everywhere, York Region's GTA, right? You'd consider even like yeah, yeah, that's Oshawa's GTA, GTA Whippy's well, GTA, oh, sorta. Maybe, yeah. I guess, I guess we'll count right? it. Definitely. The- I, I don't like to count it personally, but I, I think it, <laughs> it definitely. <counts>. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, Spiro that's, thinks Oshawa is lesser than. No, I just think it's not Toronto. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> it's definitely not. Yeah, it's the Greater Toronto Area. Yeah, uh, but yeah, people are definitely moving. Mass exodus. But and. The presidential debate. That was that was a show. Did you did you watch it live? No, you I, watched no, it today. I, I turned it off. Like, sorry, like I was gonna go to bed. Like, oh, I finished finished me nerding last night, and I was like, okay, well, what am I gonna do? And then I just you know refresh YouTube, and it comes up on top, and all of a sudden, you're looking at the YouTube, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> presidential debate, hour forty minutes. Do I click? Of course you click. Yeah, you got to. So I was like 40 minutes deep, and then all of a sudden it was like 1 o'clock, and I had to stop. And it was just a train wreck. Oh, my. I, cu- I couldn't. So and then I finished rough. it this morning before I started so work because, you know. Of course, you, I stayed up and watched it, and I was the whole time I was just laughing. I was like, this is real life. Yeah. I think we're witnessing a fall of of a civilization. <laughs> like, it the fall was, of Rome. It was, so, fall of- it was so rough. And, and like you, you just think about all the, the whole population of that country. And you're like, these are the two best representatives. Yeah, this oh. is all you got. And I honestly, to to give Biden respect, he I thought I thought he would get ripped to shreds. <laughs> and honestly, I think he, I think he probably won the debate. I mean, he was definitely more um, he was presidential, the, if you will. He, he was he was the only one that actually sort of followed the rules. Yeah. Oh, Trump, I'm sorry. What the moderator I, wants me to stop I, talking? I have to also give. I have to also give some. Respect to uh, <laughs> some respect to Trump because his tactics are just absolutely genius. Oh, just he, bully the shit just, out of your opponent. He'll just make up something. He'll be like, "Phil is the worst. He hasn't showered in three weeks. It's true. <laughs> it's so true." And then I got all the people. Our numbers <laughs> say it's true. And then Phil will just start talking, and I'll be like, no, "Wrong, Phil. No, you no. know it. You smell. It. You haven't showered. It's so true. I'm the greatest in the world." See, but like every good lie, there's a grain of truth in there. <laughs> you haven't showered in three weeks. <laughs> Let's ask Lauren. She's on. Oh, online fuck off. With Is us. she really? Yeah. So oh. for those listening to, once this comes out. So yeah, I guess we're dating ourselves a little. It's Wednesday. We shoot on Wednesdays. Yeah, and dating uh, ourselves. Here. And we're, we're eighty now. Well, well, I mean, when this comes out, it's probably going to be a few days after or next week. Mm. So, uh, the presidential debate was yesterday. Just happened. Yeah. And uh, we're also trying out going on Instagram Live right now. We have a total of one viewer. <laughs> is, that, is that my wife? Yes, I think so. <laughs> She's also nice. in this building right yeah. now. Can, can you text my mom so we can get two? 
<laughs> no, it's my account. I don't think your mom follows me. Yeah, it's all right. She might. Yet. Okay, that <laughs> felt super uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I'm joking. She listens to the podcast, so. Yep. Odd. Um, anyways, so <laughs> the debates were a shit show. I mean, we're not American, nor are we presidential candidates, nor are we in politics, so we don't have a leg to stand on, but it was funny as shit to watch. I would love to debate both of those guys. At the same time. I would. I think I would do <laughs> just tremendously. <laughs> I, I would just pull I'll out- mo- the, I'll moderate the debate. I definitely would just pull out the Trump card on Trump and see how he does it. Just, like, you're orange. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but wrong. 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 The way he stands is hilarious too. It's yeah, like he's, he's very like it's, he's <laughs> such an odd shape. He is when they catch him with like the side camera. He's like on a forty. Uh, it's like from waist above is a forty-five degree angle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. Just like he's got like a shelf, but like an upside down <laughs> shelf, and then it goes up. Yeah, and there's and a head been, plopped on he top. Looks, talk about thick boys. Mm. He's looking thick. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely put on a few pounds. Yeah, at Marilago mm-hmm. playing Let's, golf. Yeah. 200 and some odd games in a... Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, man. I can't believe it's... But you, Biden, you golf more than me. Hey, Samantha's in the live chat. Oh, nice. Hey, Sam. <laughs> yeah, this, <laughs> this This is going to sound like a crazy podcast, I think. Oh, yeah. It's a gong show. Um, okay, so, I mean, let's let's skip the debates. What, skip what the if, debates? Okay, what How else would you like you, to talk sir? about? His positions on certain items? Whose positions? I don't know. Trump's positions? I, I, it was so un, it was so vague on what both of their positions Ooh. were. I don't think anybody There was a knows. lot of like, you never you make the mistake. I, I cut it off like about an hour deep, so I had 40 minutes left to watch. But I hop into bed, and immediately I'm on Reddit. And I swipe over to the news yeah. section of Reddit, and it's and just it's like just a shit show. Trump, Biden, Trump, Biden. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, they got the ratings, which is good. <laughs> so the, the biggest, I don't know why the hell they don't have a mute button. Why would you I, not? It doesn't like, make sense. Here, you have two minutes to talk. You're talking over the other person. Mute. Could yeah. you imagine how fucking mad he would be if he just got muted? Like he was in the- getting so Ooh. mad the whole time when uh, when the moderator was like, "Mr. Yeah. President, Mr. President," and he's you're like, not debating me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's what? The, that's the funniest. Or or when he's like, uh, "Are so? Are you gonna just? Say, are you just gonna denounce racism? Are you, can oh, you yeah. just do it right now?" And he's just yeah. he didn't. He's like, "Will you tell them to stand back? Uh, uh, I'll tell them to stand. stand what stand, stand? No, not stand down. Was, they told him to stand down and, and stand said, by. Stand back and stand by. And yeah. then and then immediately was like, "But someone's got to do something about that Antifa left wing." Yeah. Oh my god, that was the craziest thing I think I've ever witnessed. That was on the hottest, television. Uh, hottest Reddit topic of the evening. Well, last it's, night. it's ridiculous. Imagine a president being told to condemn racism and yeah doesn't and, do it and then being like and just doesn't hey, do it hey you guys he's like just, hey. just go watch them polling stations yeah. <laughs> that is ridiculous oh it, it seems like we're <sighs> what a world like we're, we're so close to be in like a, a alternate universe of the hunger games yeah bro 2020 is a fucking joke like it's a movie district? it's a it's a jumanji it's uh i mean oof. at least we live close to the downtown core we're probably in district we like in downtown toronto three. son yeah that's, but that's in oshawa you're in district eight yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, uh, yikes uh, i'm joking i like and spiro just lost all client potential from oshawa <laughs> uh, okay so let's get into the um, episode today well i mean what you been doing you got you got concussed you've been playing tennis oh my god okay i guess Tell me about your life up. yeah so just before just before i i showed up here uh, i was showing a uh a home and of course the basement's a little bit short so I'm going to close the the exterior door to the basement. 
and I'm looking down. I'm kind of in a Trump position. <laughs> so I'm kind of bent slumped over, over. Slumped over. And I just, I whip my head up. Just, I don't know why I was. Some I was might even this, say it was back and forth. I was doing that moment, that movement and bang, right in the back of my head. I saw mm. stars and like without reacting, first of all, I, I was just. You were showing I, somebody? You just got to hold it together? No, they left. So oh, I, okay. I didn't have to pretend. It was more of like an internal thing of, of me just sighing. Mm. It was like in, inside, I was just like. <sighs> Like, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, so so then I drove over here, you know, half concussed. But uh, I think I'm okay. Seems legit. Yeah, it seems legit. I, I've been playing a lot of tennis lately. I've decided to uh, pick up a hobby because I think winter is coming. And Oh, it's going to be the worst winter yet. It's going to be the worst winter. It's going to be, like, we were talking about this this morning. It's like, going to be a Simon long winter. We're just like, we're, we're, it's just about to shut down. Right? Everything's about and to it's shut down. probably a month and a half earlier than, like, the real estate cycle would typically shut down. Because, yes. uh, you know, COVID's a thing. And then we're going to be in this, like, loop of, like, okay, COVID shut the world down. And then real estate's just kind of shut down for the winter. And then we're going to be, like, hibernating for six months. I'm not just saying well, real estate. You might not I think, be, but I will be. I think everybody will be. Oh yeah, like the economy is going to take a, a turn. I, I, I'm predicting this. Yeah, it, it's not a. Uh, it's so uncertain. Hot takes with Spiro. All right. This is hot takes with Spiro. I'll look right into the camera. <laughs> this is a really uncertain time, and anybody who's predicting anything is just blowing air out of their ass. Oh, this is lit. It's. Yeah. Oh my god. It, it pains me to see people listen and actually take to mm. heart what people are predicting the economy to be within yeah. six months because nobody knows i could tell you one thing that properties historically have maintained value and maybe there will be a little blip but in the long term properties are still a, a good investment they, they go up and down all the way up exactly and that's that's where my stance on on real estate investing or investing right now in begins and ends okay so don't ask me what I think the market's <laughs> going to be in six months because my opinion is just as valid as anybody else's. So, yeah. and, and this is the truth. Well, okay? how many people at the beginning of COVID made bets against the market thinking everything, you know, you, you know, just common sense would have said, down she goes, beginning of COVID, right? Yeah. And you know why, though? That's because interest rates went down yeah. and, and they just have exact effect on each other when interest rates go down house prices go yeah. up so when the economy is in such a rough shape and over the next six months we truly don't know what's going to happen but let's say the economy is not too strong interest rates are going to have to keep going lower and I, i'm predicting Free we money. may even have negative, negative interest, interest rates rate? at some point because because that's the only possible outcome i could see where the economy is staying afloat mm -hmm. and people are surviving especially especially if the government forces certain jobs to shut down again because yeah. what's going to happen there is if you, sh if you force certain jobs to shut down there's going to be thousands of people unemployed and those people are not going to have any food to put on the table any rent to pay or any mortgages yeah. to pay so the government's going to have to step in and pay these people their salaries or at yeah. least a portion of their salaries Oh, yeah. I mean, well, how many companies were already on the cusp after wave one, right? Or how many companies just shut down? Yeah. And then now how many are going to be even in even worse shape going through the winter? Restaurants downtown, great example. Okay, we just barely managed to scrape by by putting our all of our reservations, all of our seating outside. Yeah. And now nobody's going to be sitting outside. Let's have a outside. Toronto winter 
with nobody sitting inside, yeah, nobody it, sitting it, outside. It's it's, uh, it's a very uncertain time, and this is going to be the Bank of Canada. Just oh yeah, oh I that sounds so bad. <laughs> it, for anyone <laughs> for only on, listening on, to the audio, audio version of this, I he was, was shelling out, uh, yeah, shelling out the, the dollar, Benjamins, dollar bills, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was getting. <laughs> that's what was getting thrown to the economy. That's what the Bank of Canada is going to do. I mean, the government's going to be like, yes, please give us money. <sighs> okay, I can't get that sound out of my head. <laughs> Stop, stop. <laughs> That's fucking vile. Okay, so that was this my hot a children's take on podcast. The, yes, yeah, children, Phil and the kid. Oh, God. Never mind, it got <laughs> worse. It got worse. Uncut, what was the... No, no, no just no, we're no. going to... We're going to... Yep. Yeah, let's and move that, on. So, so what happens... I mean, we're, we're on this weird COVID market situation hot take. I heard... Uh, it was a different podcast. I think it was GSD mode. I can't remember. Uh, but it was a, a guy that's been in the game for quite a while and a big investor guy. And he was talking about the impact on when the debt becomes, you know, the country debt becomes so high because we have to just print money to pay for people to live because of something like this, some mm-hmm. kind of shutdown. Okay. The value of money goes, and you're you're more economics bright than I, but the value of money goes I to shit. So. And then what? The inflation just goes through the roof. Inflation goes so through the roof. So owning hard assets during that period of time where people are actively paying you rents, maybe not the worst idea in the world, even if the value in the short term takes a small dip. Money's going to be worth nothing, and it's already worth nothing. If you have money in your bank account right now, as I do, if you have money just sitting there, I'm literally preaching this, and I'm doing the opposite. So (laughs) do as I say, not as I do. Is that the saying? Do as I teach, not as I... I, Whatever the saying is, listen to me on this, and there are better ways for your money to be spent, because right now it's getting... uh, it's losing. Inflation's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be something. And uh, and again, we can't predict it. There are there are economic models that you can kind of look to as a guideline, but that's all it is. All all economics says is is for the most part predicting so, the future, which is yeah. impossible, and it's, it's hard hypothesis. to pre- predict. Yes. So that being said, we are where we are. Everything seems okay right now. Cases are jumping up but so Sig- pretty is, significantly uh, significantly but at the same time i've heard nothing about hospitals uh mm-hmm. being overrun i've heard nothing about you know people running to the streets and yeah. lineups outside the door and yeah so yeah, yeah. so i, I mean, think you, that's you a good make sign. a little bit of a correlation with i mean we're early the things just started to peak pit like peak bleh. wow i can speak english today uh pick up again like mm-hmm. the the case rates starting to climb right i'm, I'm yeah, sure that ago. The the hospitals are going to see the downstream effect of that pretty soon. Well, but just you know, well, keep your bubble small. I guess we'll, don't go. We'll see. Don't right. go to the yeah. nightclubs and the strip clubs and the. I don't brass think you're allowed rail. to go. I think, but yeah, the strip clubs are shut down now. Unfortunately, I mean, fortunately, I mean, I don't <laughs> go to strip clubs. Why do I care? But I saw this is again deep, deep dark Reddit holes. You see, like strippers are angry because strip clubs without lap dances are basically just bars, but they're still closed down. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Right? Yeah. I, I was like, huh. All right. You you raise an okay point. That is a good point. Yeah, but it's if just you're basically going to strip like club. I know. Just for the chicken peak, wings, bro. In Pete, yeah, Lou will. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but same with the bars, like bars downtown getting like not listening, and it's an interesting like catch twenty two because you can understand it sort of from the bar owner perspective like you can see why they would do it you don't have to condone it or agree with it and i do it not definitely makes but you can see someone sense. who's in a terrible position financially who sees like okay with well, the only way i can i'm barely scraping by or probably not even packing this bar to its allowed limits 
and then you have uh, the few bars downtown that just get completely axed because they're not listening to to COVID guidelines, probably because they know they're just toast if they don't, right? Well, it's, it's really hard but to justify anything right now with the government, yeah. right? You, you're sending all these kids back to school That's a that's a, that's a topic of contention. I, I can tell you right now from having friends in universities all over Ontario, there mm. are a bunch of parties happening. They're no underground shit. parties. They're going to party. They're going like to keep partying. Are you going to... You, you can't tell somebody under 20... Or a, in a school setting to not like cram out with your cram with your friends or cram not with your friends. I know like just hang out in corners and like be like How TikToking and shit. Cram. Fuck off. <laughs> Shindigs. <laughs> them, them shindig TikToks and things. Yeah. Well, okay. So it's uh, so hard. Parties too. Let's say you're a business owner, right? You're mm. you own a restaurant, and the government starts giving you stricter restrictions now, even though the last. How many months has it been? Three, four months. You've followed very strict guidelines. Yeah. You've opened up safely. Cases have been at a you know, record low for a COVID period for months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, schools are open, cases spike, and now the restaurants are hit first. It makes no sense. It actually, it absolutely makes no sense. Yeah. And I understand why schools have to be open right now because people have to work. And kids yeah, oh, need daycare. Of course, it's free daycare, and that's. I mean, that's the biggest issue, and that's. Uh, well, not the, the big. There's a lot of big issues, but like with the school thing, I imagine it's. And we don't have kids, so how much can we really comment? We're we're fairly in an okay position from the schooling standpoint, obviously. Yes, but I can only imagine what it's like for uh, a family who both work in maybe a non-work from home environment, um, who have one or two kids that need to be in school. Yeah, they they need to use that, or they can't pay to put food on the table and pay for their rent or their mortgage. What's worse? Do I risk the COVID or whatnot? Like on the flip side, but then you hear like there's the six hour, seven hour lineups for getting tested. So the schools are axing certain limitations on uh, like certain uh, COVID restrictions. So like, okay, if your kid's got a sniffly nose, we'll let it pass now because so many kids have a sniffly nose, and maybe ten percent of them might actually be a COVID threat. So you're like, uh, but fuck it. We're not the conspiracy theory COVID podcast. No, it's not even We've a gone- conspiracy <laughs> theory. It's just common sense. Yeah. I, they have to remain open. I, it, you know, I've, I've tried thinking about what's going to happen because they've opened up cases have spiked. They're only going to spike more. Yeah. And then what? Then what? The winter comes. All There's no more patio seating. Yeah. There's no more outdoor lines. So what do you do then? Are, are restaurants going to be open with cases being a thousand plus a, a, a day? 2022, like, you'd be able to buy a lot of retail or at least a lot of retail space in Toronto on major streets. Yeah. it's it, oh. And 2021's right off at this point. I don't think, you know, Trump again to go back to the uh, oh boy. to the debate. Trump was talking about... What's, what's the uh, hot take? What's the Spiro hot take on the outcome of the election? Oh, He was talking about how there's going to be a... Uh, a cure, a magical cure oh. that comes by this year and, and is distributed very weeks. soon. They're weeks away. They're weeks away, <laughs> which is just a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. It's a ridiculous thing to say. All and the it, big guys, the Pfizer, the Johnson and Johnson. He kept just dropping names. Dropping names. Yeah. I want to see what those guys say, first of <laughs> I all. Know. There was a couple of people like already like discredited. The, the sheriff, sheriff guy. <laughs> yeah, the sheriff's just like, I do not I don't know what he's talking about, but <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not here for this. I'm not supporting Trump at all. Like yeah. yeah. So like there, there's just some claims that there's n- really no good prediction to know when any vaccine, if the vaccine is even going to do anything. Like, mm. is it going to be a flu shot where every year you need a different one and you need to figure it out? 
right? What's the strength going to do in the long run? I don't, I'm not sure. What a world. Yeah. We kind of went on a tangent there about COVID. It's hard but I feel like to. we haven't really talked about it that much. No, we haven't. Of, we, we've kind of pushed it to the side and we, we were doing really well. Like the cases were at, at yeah, very we're low very for good. a long it was, time. It was almost, it was like, and we kind of knew we were warned this was going to become a thing. Like when cases start to drop, be warned, it will come again. Don't get comfortable. But we, we kind of like just as a society went back to our normal ways a little bit. Let it go by the wayside. Bigger new news came in and we got COVID bored. And then now it's boom. Hey, what's up, fam? Yeah, I'm nobody back. talked about COVID during during the last few months, even in the yeah. States where it's it's booming. Yo, Florida. <sighs> yeah. We have, a, we have a comment here at our, on our live stream. Nice. Um, yeah, sad to say, but most restaurants are already pretty screwed, second wave or not, and I, I think that's that's pretty true. Yeah, I think that's. I think very, a lot of restaurants, fair. especially uh, the ones mom are, and pop ones oh. that you know don't have a big franchise backing them, or uh, even the big franchises the big have got to be calling out lines of credit left, right, and center at this point. Like, yes, their their yeah. debt load is going to be gigantic uh, to to stay afloat, and then you know wave two coming back, boom, boom, yeah, le boom. I mean. Lauren works for one of these, like, I'll say it, ritual. Like, a lot of these companies that delivery or pickup and things like that that are trying to, like, move their model to adapt, I'll call it, to the the current way of uh, of things. So I'm sure that helps a little bit, right? But, like... I mean, ritual the, and the, Uber and the, DoorDash. Uh, the, the meal kits that some of these companies they are doing. They were all ahead of the game. They've got to help a little bit. Yeah. But... There's there's no way it can pick up the the significant amount of slack that's left. No, we'll see. It'll it, be a yeah. I don't. I think it's gonna be pretty boring on King Street in 2021. Yeah, 22. It's kind of it's it's upsetting. Oof, the doom and gloom podcast. I know, but <sighs> this anyways, is a perfect segue <laughs> to uh, our major topic of the day: the mass exodus. exodus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. We've been hearing it. It's all over the news. It's uh, in articles online, Facebook. I'm sure the Facebook moms have seen this. And uh, it's it, it, what what it's saying is everybody's leaving the city because nobody wants to live in the city anymore. First yeah. of all, complete bullshit. Second of all, you know everybody's mo- moving. What? Where you're gonna go to Innisville? You're gonna go to Innisville? I mean, is that oh the, sick? I don't. <laughs> you're live in why Innisville? are you throwing so much shade at Innisville? There's man. no shade in Innisville. I'm just saying. <laughs> What, they the got lots of population? big tall trees. I'm sure there's plenty of shade. Yeah, it's it's a great it's a great place to own property. Yeah, and acre. just hang out. Or I'm sure it's not quite. So acre, what you're saying? All the 25 actually, to 30 year olds that live in whose place that you just recently leased her boyfriend bought a place in Innisfil. Yeah, and Innisfil's <laughs> great. No, it's it's a great place. I have family that lives there. Yeah, it's it's not a bad location at all. But you're gonna tell me if you look me in the eyes mm. and tell me that a 25 to 30 year old yeah. is gonna choose to live in Innisfil for whatever reason, I'm gonna say mm, probably not. Or I'm gonna go wrong because <laughs> it's not gonna happen. There's wrong. there's absolutely you know maybe some would. So, yeah, I, I people mean, like you who grew up in Newmarket. Yeah, the, the townies of the world. Yeah, the townies AKA, of the world. I'm, I can throw shade. It's okay. I'm one of them. Um, we have another comment. All right, hit it. Innisville is actually becoming a tech hub. Yeah, get fucked, Spiro. Oh. Innisville is a tech hub now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sick, man. Like, come on. Come on. If that's the best argument, though, that Innisville is a tech hub. I mean, and okay. I'm talking about Innisville. It's a beautiful place. It's that's great. That's one very specific like, example. Yeah, it's a specific example, but I'm saying anywhere out of the GTA. Let's look at any, any anywhere in the world exodus. right now could, like, in theory, become a tech hub. And I think that's probably the 
part of the reason for the exodus is if you can look at Toronto versus the uh, the cost of living elsewhere that's maybe not so far from Toronto, but you can come travel and see it every so often if you want to go downtown or you have to go into the office for a meeting, but work from home four days a week or more, then what's stopping you from leaving, going renting a larger space for less money? And this is fun because I'm playing the opposite side, but come on, let's be real. Toronto's a shit. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like, I mean, what honestly, that's what a lot of people are doing. What's though, stopping right? you? I'll tell you right now, okay? So you're so so. Let's let's paint this picture, okay? You need a moderator. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you're a 27 year old. Let's say 30 year old to make it easy. Mm. You're a 30 year old. You're renting a condo right now, and it's costing you two thousand dollars in Toronto. Okay, so two thousand dollars. Maybe they cheap. Two thousand dollar rent in yep. Toronto, and you're like, hmm. Hmm, what could $2,000 get me in? Name the city. Where is it? An hour away. Let's pick somewhere else. One hour? This. Yeah. Pick it Pick it away. S- nah, Stovo's expensive now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all expensive within an hour, Nah, to be but honest. like purchase price, now? purchase price okay, versus rent. I'm going to go to Hamilton because it's cheaper and I can get a bigger spot in Hamilton. Okay? So let's say Hamilton. You better buy There's an a go train. There's, you know, you get your nice property. There's a lot of nice hiking trails. Uh, Hamilton, Hamilton's you got to stay actually, on the mountain, though. You're you gotta, on the mountain. You it's, it's beautiful. It's it's nice. You have your trails, the waterfalls. So you move to Hamilton, right? What happens in two or three years when all of a sudden everything corrects, Toronto booms, and now that $2,000 rent you had is actually $4,000. And with inflation, with inflation. Wrong. <laughs> with inflation, you're gone. You just priced yourself out of Toronto. I think so. We have fun and leave. Stretching a touch, but I don't disagree. Okay, I, like, four thousand dollars, whatever I, the price <laughs> is, it's going to be more than two thousand dollars. Yes, it will go back up. I think people that are leaving for the long term, uh, unless okay, so there is a Bye. huge segment of people. <laughs> Bye. Bye. There's a there's a large segment of people, much like my earlier self. Um, that maybe considered that grew up in a town in the burbs townies. Uh, some may call them townies, and we consider that very prejudice. Is it? No, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I could, I could see them. You come to the city, the big city, right? Yeah. You get your break. You leave your small town. You come to the big city. You get established in your job. You make a bunch of money, and the plan is always to have a family, settle down, and leave. Not always, but like for a good majority of people. Yeah. Go back to the, you know, you go back to the slower life of of things. Mm -hmm. So for those that are on the cusp of that slow life, I can see a lot of them probably not coming back, right? Going to their place, settling down a little bit, getting their, like the tech job that allows them to work from home pretty often. Um, Like I've seen it a lot amongst family and friend group recently, just leaving from places that have started to boom. So they got a, a good recap on the property that they purchased shuffling those funds over to somewhere that's even a little further out, but they don't have to work from the office more than ever or once a week or twice a week. So they can, uh, they can stay home with their family and their large property for cheaper than they would in Toronto. If that's the long play, I get it. But if you're like 22 and single and going to Innisfil and you're, I'm sure the your Tinder game, game plan, Oh, Innisfil, in Innisfil Tinder game. You're going to the ranch and Barry. Like Barry. that's the play. Yeah. But not in COVID. No. Like, what do you do? There's a whole other. We should get in. Well, we should have someone on who's like actually single and like Barry. (laughs) (laughs) Any single people from Barry watching this? You're invited. You're you're coming on to the next. (laughs) 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 Just single in general. I'm very curious 
how how the the Tinder Bumble hinge whatever fucking game is going in like COVID world. Even Toronto, like COVID Toronto. That yeah, must be pretty tough. Oof. Yeah, and um, now you take that further out of the city and oof. Just yeah, if you're single, days. you're not leaving unless you're going back yeah. to family. And then you're not going to leave. We're coming into like cuffing season, where like it's going to be cold on top of COVID. People going to be lonely. <laughs> yeah, Damn. yeah. It's uh, yeah. Don't don't leave Toronto. Come on, really. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Well, so okay. Think, so I if think, you're if you're living if you're a single dude, let's say you're a single dude and you live in a bachelor apartment. Okay, that's four hundred square feet. Yes. you have no balcony. Juliet balcony. Right, so you can smoke a joint outside the balcony every so often because that's the only thing that's keeping you alive. Um, <laughs> okay, depressing. <laughs> I can't, must it be not be depressing? You're working from home. You okay. got 400 square feet. You got no dog. You got yeah. no girlfriend. All you got is Pornhub. Okay, that's it. Okay. Would you not want a little bit more space? Go to the pound. Adopt a dog. Oh Jesus. <laughs> they're, they're, the dog needs more space than that. The dog okay. Need, that's okay. rude to the dog. That that's fair. Okay, that's fair. People are getting cooped up. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to flee the city. That's fine. I get it. Flee the city. But? No one's stopping you. Okay. There's no but. Are we are we allowing them back in Spiro's world? If you can afford it when the yeah. prices go up, sure, come back. I, but you I, probably I think, won't. I agree. You I probably think that's, won't. I think that's, that's the part the where the, maybe the short-sightedness comes in. If your plan is to come back to the city... Um, to, you know, if you're in a company that maybe is giving you a work-from-home pass for 2021... And you don't know what happens beyond that. Does this work from home pass extend indefinitely? Well, Am I going to have to shift back to a job that requires me to be in the office in downtown Toronto? So my two hour commute once a week, it became a, you know, a two hour commute or because everyone's going to shift at the same time, two and a half hour commute five days a week. Well, being a little bit more central starts to look real good again, all of a sudden. Right. Well, okay. Coming from the perspective of somebody who's done, you know, hundred plus leases in the last year, and oh, we flex it now. Who's done a bunch of leases in during COVID? Mm, uh, that's fair. been half of the leases yeah. I've done. It's been during COVID. Get more of this, by the way. Uh, sure, I'll, a little bit more. So, coming from that perspective, people who are leasing, renting somewhere, aren't leaving the city by choice in the masses. Okay, so it's not it's not like they're leaving because they're like. Well, prices are going down, so I'm going to go to Ajax and live in Ajax, which is still, I guess, GTA. But Ajax ain't far. Yeah, it's but, go but, line. but you get my point is is saying those people who are like, I'm in a 400 square foot apartment, yeah. and I'm paying, you know, sixteen hundred dollars. Well, now you can buy, a, you can rent a one bedroom apartment for sixteen hundred or seventeen hundred. So, yeah. so they're going to just move laterally to another place in Toronto. Yeah. The people who are moving are the people who have lost jobs, unfortunately, or. Uh, have opportunities, let's say they're in school and they're well, going back home. Let's take or... it aside on the rent price thing for a second. Okay. Because, I, I mean, this this actually is happening a little bit in the sale, like the purchase and sale market too, but strictly rent speaking, I've talked to a lot of the guys that do a fairly similar model that we do, just not in Toronto. Um, the, the Oshawa's, the Peterboroughs, the held New Market, all those types of things. Rents in Toronto are, I took a bit of a nosedive pretty quickly, like in when COVID started, right? Yeah. Since have kind of plateaued a little bit, but still fairly difficult compared to pre-COVID to get things rented. The absolute opposite is seeming to be true outside of Toronto, right? So you you see this competition that happens typically in Toronto, thus rents rise. And I'm talking to agents that do like Peterborough deals, and we're talking about, you know, bungalow, two-unit situations. The rents are almost the fucking same, which, I mean, 
great from a cash flow perspective, but when you're when you're on the investor side, but looking at from a from a tenant perspective, how how long does that make sense, right? Mm-hmm. What happens when the the world gets back to normal? Who knows when that's going to happen? But when the world gets back to normal and you can rent a two bedroom or a three bedroom upper floor of a bungalow in Peterborough for two grand, or you can rent one in Toronto after the rents dipped for twenty two hundred bucks, and your job is in Toronto and the nightlife is in Toronto and you're in your twenties and thirties. Where are you going to go, right? But again, everyone to teach their own. But I do think a higher majority of people will start to shift back, and the short sightedness will. Not okay, last so forever. to throw a question to you, how crazy do you think it's going to get when things do go back to normal? So let's say three years, two, three years. No, no, things man. get back to normal, and you have this so-called rush. mass exodus of everybody leaving. What's the opposite of an exodus? Incidus. I don't, no. I don't know. No. I don't know. Uh, it's what's it's what's literally been happening in Toronto for the past however many years. Well, yeah, I mean that's we have why no, there's no condos. Stu- what is it? The like most no immigration, no students. Well, there's still like, some immigration, and there's but compared to before, but right? Compared to the, so now, yeah, crank it's a, it's that a fraction. up. Plus, you crank everyone else back that wants to move back into the city. Oh, you're getting some love there. Mm-hmm. Hi, mom. Well, no, okay. So <clears throat> the comment was that, and sorry, I keep clearing my throat. I'm drinking a little bit of whiskey. And uh, it makes my my throat a little bit, you know, clogged. We need it's to, not COVID. Uh, we need I've been it. COVID tested at, at my at my tennis club. Oh, well, did you really? No, they take a temperature test. No, it's not COVID tested. <laughs> what the fuck? I want to I do the the swabs. Yeah, no, not those. The why well, I, I think it might still the blood? be a swab. The uh, antibody the diabetes thing. The Joe Rogan antibody test. <laughs> yeah, we're not there yet. Let's get Doctor Drew in here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so there's been a comment, and it's that uh, people have been moving out of condos downtown but they're moving to other parts of the of toronto yeah, fair and i think y- you're a perfect example of that i did exactly that i mean i was purchasing so and this is actually another thing that we're we're seeing from people that maybe rented inside the city and then looked at okay maybe this is my opportunity to buy right maybe because prices were depressed a little bit especially with uh people are assuming that was going to happen on the out in outskirts um but people maybe saving up their funds and waiting to buy outside the city, also a thing. But anyways, let's go back to that comment. Um, the condos are, yes, absolutely hurting. And I think condos have a few factors to them that hurt significantly more than freehold. Uh, you have an elevator that you have to share with a bunch of people. Having lived in a condo, traditionally, those elevators take a shitload of time anyways. Like, I would wait 15 minutes some days to get down on an elevator when there wasn't COVID. Work timing 15 minutes one of the elevators was always down for whatever fucking reason um now you have to split three people maximum in a lot of elevators you've got to wear masks everywhere inside your building uh you've got all all sorts of like covid related chaos we'll call it inside a condo building right combined with the fact that you're probably working from home if you're in a couple like the people that actually moved into the place that we left were a couple with a dog and they were in a bachelor apartment Mm-hmm. Both working from home. Rough. Can, fuck all of that. And what did they do? Buy? No, they they rented the unit that we were oh, renting okay. before. But it was a townhouse from like they were in a condo, like a four hundred square foot townhouse. bachelor, and we were in a town. So at least there's some separation of space. They can walk directly outside. So when actually when I left, we did I did a lease for so landlord is great actually showing him a property in uh in little italy tomorrow so this is a good relationship might have turned around into something real good uh but we leased his liberty town 
and uh, a condo that was very close by. The difference in trying to lease both of those units was just astronomical. And this was still pretty early COVID. Mm, leasing it for August, I think it was. Uh, I guess that wasn't that early. We haven't been here for that long. But um, so that the Liberty Town, we listed over what we paid. Pro- and I told him this is probably maybe a little bit lower than market, but like not crazy below because, you know, COVID's a thing. Three people came in the first day, or three offers, I should say, the first day. So, like, people were fighting over it. Because, again, townhouse, not condo. You can walk outside. It's, like, akin to freehold, right? Yeah. And still in a very hot neighborhood. The the condo, we dropped the rent by a significant amount. Um, took a month and a half. We had to install blinds and fight with, like, and, like, literally, like, negotiate the crap out of the one solid lead we had. And you got a shitload of rent for that unit. What do you mean? It was on the high side. You still. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely on the high side compared to mm-hmm. the buildings in the neighborhood. Definitely. Uh, but it was also one of the nicer buildings in the neighborhood. So it kind of like justified, but nobody was paying for the nicer building. Okay. They just wanted cheaper rents. So it was, it was a little bit of a finagling to get that one done. Um, and that's much the same as like we're still seeing condo prices come down a little bit. People yep. are still moving from that condo life because they want to walk out to their backyard. <laughs> They want to not have to share the building with other potential COVID cases, I suppose. I mean, I'm putting words in people's mouth. I don't know, actually, but this is a pretty safe assumption. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to put words. I'm just making up facts, and it's real. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to go. That's the way to go. It's proven. proven Um, But I mean, there's also an Airbnb factor, too, right? In certain, uh, the Airbnbs don't really play in that uh, freehold space too, too often. This is actually exactly what I've been telling some of our current clients. Mm whose properties I've been uh, leasing at at the moment. So we have a bunch of, um, right now we have roughly 10 leases that I'm managing and uh, that are available. And a lot of them are one bedroom apartments in, in homes. So it's either semi-detached or detached homes. Now you get a one bedroom apartment in one of those homes and they're, and ours are typically pretty nice. They're nicely renovated and nice places to live. And you know, I would live there. You Quartz would probably counter, like stainless yeah. appliances, ensuite laundry. Exactly. Like they're they're not bad places, but our usual prices of seventeen hundred for a unit like that. Yeah. Well, now you have competition of these top of the line condos with ensuite yeah. parking and garage. Uh, sorry, uh, ensuite laundry and garage parking and yeah. amenities, a gym, a pool. It's tough to fight when the condo's brand spanking new. A view, a balcony, yeah. new appliances, nice counter, everything's perfect. Yeah, and you're you know minutes away from transit or you're minutes away from the lake shore or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's immediately your competition. Where before those would rent out for what two two thousand twenty one hundred roughly more in a lot even of cases. more. Yeah, no, exactly. they, they were they were such a different category, mm-hmm. and that, so it, many of our our lease clients, we'll call them, or our tenants. Our tenant pool was coming from the people that didn't want to spend that money to be exactly. there. Yeah. And they so were that okay was with the, here. It, it was the the step down that made sense. Yeah. There's still a great unit. You're in a nice area still. And uh, you're in a you know a single family or multifamily home yeah. instead of a condo downtown, but you're saving four, five, six hundred dollars a month. You know, condo, what is it? Tw- let's say it was twenty one hundred, but usually you're paying your own hydro. Right. Yep. And usually there's more expenses to that. So when it comes down to it, you're saving $500 a month, that's a lot of money. And right now, if you can get that condo for 17 or 1800 now 
let's let let's be real here. There are not many out there for seventeen hundred, but mm-hmm. you can you can snipe one up there for seventeen hundred. Well, the thing 1800. is, things are, and I think agents and tenants are realizing this. Things everything's negotiable now. Everything's where, negotiable. Where before it was from the landlord side, especially if you were like a condo landlord, list it day one. Five offers done. Yeah. Especially in a condo where someone's already seen the same like floor plan of of that unit. Okay, pictures look good. Here's offer over over list whatever price. Yeah. And we're we're taking it. We're good. Eight hundred credit score. Yeah, like hundred fifty thousand dollar income. Like it was. And now you can now things are sitting because there's so much stock on the market where everyone's just kind of like. Who's gonna? You just throw out offers, and who's coming down the lowest? Speaking of stock, Midtown Toronto has just seen a crazy amount of stock pop up. I don't know if you've you've probably noticed, but uh, you know, zero to two days on the market, things have been just crazy under a million dollars. Now, I think those prices are a little bit lucrative, and and we we have this terrible timing for my offer date that was supposed to happen tonight. Well, we, we had we had this conversation at the office earlier today as well, and it's that. Are they the lemons that are being, mm, you know, yeah. are, are those the properties that, ooh, the price looks great, but when you really look at yeah. it, it's kind of a shithole. Well, think this happened in wave one too, right? Early wave one, there was a, that first little, this little slice of time where we, when we bought this place. When I bought my place. Right, exactly. There yeah. was this like wee little slice of time where it was like fire sale, fire sale, and then it went back to normal yeah. and busier than normal. And now we're coming into the winter and we're hitting wave two. And people don't know what's happening again. So, again, fire sale, fire sale. And a lot of them are kind of lemony, right? And still there some are people aren't like worth willing yeah. to move on their price. Or maybe they've got offer dates and they're expecting more. Saw, but a lot of stuff's I saw one. Stuff's not I crazy. I saw one in our neighborhood mm. that is about to – it's sold conditionally. I don't know the final amount. Mm. But maybe when this podcast comes out, it'll be, it'll be shown. Sold conditionally under $650,000. Now it's a total gut job, but that is a, a ridiculous price for Toronto. Now I don't want to be fear mongering and, and is that Silverthorn one. Uh, no, no Glen Firehouse. But oh. Oh. maybe we beat both these. It names. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, it needs it needed a lot of work and yeah, like yeah. it was in rough shape. But you put in one hundred and twenty to two hundred thousand dollars. I know that's a big gap, but. Depending on your your the who knows what it looks like inside. I I, I walk the property. Oh. I do know how it looks like inside. It's a great it's a deal. Under, under, if if you get it for six hundred to six twenty, we actually threw in an offer. But yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah. Obviously, it was a little bit lower than what supposedly they could get. I mean, mm-hmm. all power to them. But uh, but yeah, I mean, at, at that price, you know, you throw in one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in rentals, you're hitting seven fifty then in total price paid. And uh, in that area, you know, semi-detached, that the same one will sell for nine fifty. The fact alone one million. that it was conditional at that price point already says quite a bit. Yeah, right? yeah. And you know what it is, and this is another thing. If you're going to take on a project like a flip or a gut that you totally need to put one hundred to two hundred thousand dollars mm-hmm. in, I don't know if the average person. Average person, meaning ninety nine percent of the population, who yeah. could even buy a property. So not not including others who yeah, can't. Yeah. Of of the purchasing population, most people aren't thinking that now's the time that they're gonna take that risk. Oh my god! And it's put in two hundred thousand dollars. What do we say earlier? The the market could do this. The market could do this. Right when you're buying a flip, you probably want the market to be pretty damn stable, if not on an incline. 
Yeah. Right now, it's literally a roll of the dice what the market's going to look. So if you bought a flip today, you're going to close in a month, let's call it. You're going to renovate it for four to six to eight months, and you're going to sell it in the middle of 2021. And what does that mean? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. What What does 2021 look like? You have no idea. However, and I got a lot of clients that are like, uh, do we buy now? Is this like a good time for, for flips? The properties are cheap, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm, you do you. But my advice probably would be my advice stabilize but if you're gonna rent it different story now if you want to take good advice oof wrong <laughs> wrong this is this, this would be a great debate if okay. you want to take great advice okay. i always think if you're buying a good deal in the moment correct that's all you can ask for yes and but, and, and you will be making some sort of product uh well, profit uh, we talk about rentals a lot run. so that you, that has to be a good rental deal in mm-hmm. in this i imagine in this perspective at this moment like okay if it cash flows if it breaks even if it comes close if it's the top five percent of what's available in the current moment in time on the market fine but if you're and you have to know your exit strategy you could buy the best deal on the on the market at the time and the market could take a shit and your only exit strategy was to flip it to the market could take a shit (laughs) it it could And, and your only exit strategy is to sell it to bob and cheryl who want to pay God knows how much. Not Bob Susie. We're Cheryl. leaving Susie out of this. Yeah, sucky Susie. Susie's <laughs> already purchased and staying. Yeah. She's there long term. But let's, I mean, let's, let's, you've got X amount of capital in this property that you tried to flip. Your end game is not a rental capable. And then the market takes a shit. That's not a great spot to be in. No, but not. if you have a basement apartment, you have some kind of rental capacity where in the worst case scenario, you rent neutral, you just hold it out and you wait, right? Let's get back to the yeah, exodus. Yeah, we, we really, really turned Let's get back to the exodus. Uh, so I just think it's a lot. There's a lot of fear-mongering going throughout the world right helping. now. I think the world right now. Just look at the United States. Look at anywhere in the world right now. There's a yeah. lot of fear-mongering going around. Even with COVID cases. Now, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. So don't listen to me at all about this subject. But... I really want to know what the real stats are. We see yeah. daily cases. The the number that I think makes the most uh, the most ridiculous. It, it just it, it boggles my mind that they even put it. They're like Canada, one hundred and fifty thousand cases. Like, what? Like what is that? Why is that even relevant? Mm. Who cares how many total cases? It's about how many cases there are right now. How many people are on the streets with that? That's all that really matters. There could be 50,000 cases right now in yeah. Toronto. If they're all isolated and everybody knows where everybody is and nobody's walking around, okay, great. Yeah. Like, that's fine. It's the tra- it's the transmission of it all. And it's the current cases that I worry about. Well, obviously, I'm more, yeah, you're more worried about the Yeah, the I don't care what happened three months moment. ago. I care about what's happening right now and what, what should I do right now to make sure I'm safe and the people that are around me are safe. Anyways, that's one, one case of fear-mongering. Yeah. Okay, I think the mass exodus is another case. I do think there is some truth. It's a thing. There, it is a thing. It is a real thing. It is a real thing. People are moving out. Yeah. People always moved out. Mm -hmm. That never. But nobody else is coming in. It's the people that are coming in that are a little different. So people used to come in because of jobs, jobs, immigration, foreign exchange students, for example, and Airbnb. Like so, a couple of those are still happening. Mm-hmm. Right on a people, much smaller scale, much smaller scale, but they're still happening. People are still moving here because Toronto's still a great city to be in. And uh, relatively, I mean, just look at anywhere in the states, it's a lot safer. Oof, this is where you still want to be, 
the GTA in Toronto. Oh, yeah. So people will move out, sure. But I don't think it's a scary point where you should really worry about and it's very clickbaity. Do I, you. I think it's do you. People are going to do what they want to do. Whether it's buy somewhere in Innisville, go ahead. Innisville's great. It's awesome. Go there. Live there. Just, just think a few years down the road. But think is, a few I think years down the maybe road. Maybe all, all we're saying is take a long term view on things. Think past COVID. Think what. Think the next year. Think ne- what if next year has COVID. Think what if next year doesn't have COVID. Co- co- fuck it. Uh, think two years down the road. Three years down the road. Four years. Am I still wanting to be in Toronto? Where do I want to be? Or is this my opportunity to purchase something outside the city and never come back? Or am I going to do this and potentially regret it? Or can I do this, rent it out, and move back? Oh, we got a question. We got a listener question. This is actually me. This is my comment. Again, I need to jump in. Fuck. If you have money right now in Toronto, and you're staying in Toronto, and you're thinking about investing in Toronto, think about the next few years, and think about what's going to happen. Once this is all said and done, and inflation kicks in, and people... The government's been throwing money to people, and inflation is booming, and interest rates are at all-time low, and prices have risen. When would be a good time to buy? So right now, there's a there's a little glimpse, a little, a little window, in, a little window in the economy yeah. that could be a good chance to buy. Now I'm not saying it's certain because nothing's certain in life, and with any investment you make. There are ups and downs. There are risks and rewards. Zero guarantees offered on this podcast. Ever. Never. Never. It's a will, dirty G I word. guarantee I will never guarantee anything. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> it's the dirtiest word. So if you have some money sitting there, there are deals out there. Yes. There are many deals out there. And as long as you are cash flowing or covering and the appreciation, the potential for appreciation is there, which if you're buying close to the new subway line and you're picking up something for under a certain amount of money in five years, you're going to make it. It might be more long-term. You might not yeah. make that money in a year or two. Think, okay. Think but think about deeper. long-term. Think about where do you want to buy? What happens when all the jobs come back? Which there are a lot of jobs still here. Yes. We're not a desert town. Toronto. I'm sorry. Toronto, the desert town. If we were the desert town, then Deserted I'd be, town. I'd be worried for everybody else in <sighs> Ontario. Whatever. By the way, Billy Sue, shout out to Billy Sue. Oh, he told shit. me to take my shirt off. Do it. No, Pussy. I'm a little bloated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be next week's episode. Yeah, give me a, give us a, a few months in the Billy. Come train us for like six months, and we'll take our shirts I'll play off you on the next tennis. podcast. Don't don't look at me. Play Billy. I'll play you in bocce. That's a wet ass. <laughs> awkward long uh, long silence Andre do you have any questions about the mass exodus uh, for us I know I know for you I mean you're, you're sort of in that same demographic now where you know the next few years recently engaged I don't know if we've talked about that recently engaged what how the fuck did I not know that did I know that I did I congratulated you you congratulated <laughs> well congrats again <laughs> yeah he's re- so our producer is recently enga- engaged and um he fits perfectly in that category of in the next few years. You know, when should you buy? Should you even buy? So this is this is actually a good. If you do have any questions, shout it out. If you don't have any questions, well, I look stupid now because I asked you and I went on this whole thing. And <laughs> I fucking hope you have no questions. <laughs> well, I, I definitely want to stay in Toronto because I believe the in the future of this city. 
Well, I wanted to ask, uh, what do you think is the best part of um, GDA to invest in right now? Is it downtown, midtown, North York? What do you think? Oh, that's spilling the beans there. <laughs> Maybe we'll talk about that uh, off air. But uh, there, okay, to, to be totally honest, there are a bunch of pockets right now that you mm -hmm. can go in. And I said midtown before because that's it, it, if you look at Toronto, draw a circle in the middle of the city. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of options there. That's uh, you know I don't want to get too specific with things because there are deals in the work right now that you know maybe when this is out will have already closed but uh, there are a lot of deals to be made. Um, what I think about as an investment standpoint, okay, so there there are two different aspects of buying real estate, right? There's the investment side, and then there's your personal enjoyment side of it, right? So are you going to love living there if you're living there? Are you going to love living there? Or do you only care about the value in five years? Or do you want? I, to make I only care about uh, value in five years. Oh, okay, perfect. I like how straight up he is, though. <laughs> yeah. So if you only care about value in five years and you want to buy something that's low, low quotation marks right now, Toronto's still expensive. It's always going to be expensive, mm -hmm. more expensive than the cities around. But if you want to buy something low that's going to appreciate and you're going to make some money in the long term, I would definitely look at. I would definitely look at properties that aren't in the main neighborhoods that pop up in your mind in Toronto. Because those neighborhoods are always going to maintain their value much more so, especially now, than the up-and-coming and the neighborhoods that are being gentrified right now. Because those neighborhoods are going to be the first to be held off because those are the neighborhoods that investors are putting money in who have maybe slowed down in investing right now. And people in the, those neighborhoods may need to sell more than the people in the more prestigious neighborhoods. I'm, I'm just giving advice here. This, this, you know, take it as you want. I know Phil wants to jump in. He looks constipated right now. Just I'm let just it out with my dog, man. <laughs> so if my advice guess, would be, guest star. my advice would be Midtown Toronto, which we can call, York, East York regions of Toronto is, is a good place to start looking. I mean, what that means is, again, you can still buy a property in those and get totally screwed and pay way more than you should have. But that, that again, comes to what realtors you're working with and what your knowledge of the market is. I think uh, uh, maybe I'll add to a point. I mean, just you, you could buy a property and be totally screwed and pay way over market. But so long as it still cash flows, in the long run, you should, in theory just be fine. Uh, I think the markets that you outlined, probably not a really bad play, so long as they, not a bad play, so long as they are cash flow positive again, and you can make a lot more, and we talked about this on last episode, a lot more properties in Toronto cash flow positive than you think um, in terms of straight investment property. And then a lot of people will, I mean, if you're asking from a, where do I live for the next five years, maybe find a little bit of a blended model. Some here being a good example, somewhere where we maybe won't stay permanently, but it's a great, comfortable neighborhood. And in the long run, still cash flows positive. We there is uh there is predicted transit in the very, very long run, so worth considering holding for the long term. Um and there I, I there's a model for everybody, so I, I'm not saying this is the model for me, but some people who are maybe a little bit more condo heavy, condo aggressive, now might not be the worst time to look at buying condos. They're pretty depressed right now. Yeah, If your bed is on the market, everyone floods back when COVID's over and things pick back up, then yeah, maybe it's maybe it's not the worst time to look at that type of asset either. Combo condos have relatively dropped more than 
More than freehold. More than significantly. Freeholds. Yeah, significantly. Here's a cool question. So let's say um, typical couple, uh, I guess most people fall into that category. Let's say uh, husband and wife make 50000 a year each. So that roughly qualifies you for a 500000 loan. Uh, is it? Am I right? Not terribly far off. Okay, so um, with this, I guess most people have this uh, type of income. So with half a million dollars, you can really buy a house in Toronto. But you can't or can't? You can most of the time, right? Cannot. What is that story? Is that purchase price or just mortgage? Uh, mortgage, yeah. With a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage, well, if you're putting like two hundred thousand dollars down, so so let let me finish. So, so what would you do if you have if you can qualify for half a million um, mortgage? Would you consider buying house outside of GTA or buying something in in Toronto? How would you spend that uh, half a million dollars? That's a good question. I think you already know my answer. I'm staying in Toronto. <laughs> I'm staying in Toronto. I, I honestly think there is a play for both. Um, I think, again, this, this depends on how much you want to bet on the market a little bit. Uh, you can get into a lot of different condos pretty reliably in that case. Uh, and now this is assuming you probably have a, like a fairly minimal down payment as well, right? Just assuming most people that can qualify for... A five hundred thousand dollar mortgage probably don't have two three hundred thousand dollars to put down, right? To bridge the gap to a more expensive property to to get you into the freehold space a little bit. Um, there is an opportunity for a lot of different condos. Oh God, that was noisy. Uh, opportunity for a lot of different condos if you're going to live in it and you're cool with living in it, and waiting till the rents come back, maybe buying it a little bit at a depressed rate, live in it for a few years, rents come back, rent it out, and move on. Um, or, or sell it if things get higher. And then there is also a different play that can be made for moving out of the city, the, the Oshawa's, the new markets, the Hamilton's, you know, pick an hour away in each direction, um, that you can find something and potentially consider renting it out, doing a little bit of a house hack, keeping it in the long run as well. Depends where you want to be. If you are, if you live, work, want to be oh, so, Toronto so, so, sorry, The question is, what, what would you do? Mm, what would I do? Ooh. Taking okay, you've lived County. out of Toronto. I've lived out of Toronto. I've lived out of Toronto for four years. You live. You grew up out of Toronto. Mm -hmm. Winters outside of Toronto are much worse than winters <laughs> inside of Toronto. Winters. Okay? So I live basically on like day, like the Highway Nine snow belt, more or less. Anything north of that, winter is real bad. That's fair. Winter in Toronto is uh, because even during COVID, where everything's closing down there are still somewhere to many do. more options of things to do even just the walk yep. is way more exciting than when you live outside of toronto yep. so there are always going to be more options in the city than when you're outside of the city and especially during the winter especially those six months where it's really cold you're hunkered in your home okay your home may be smaller in toronto yes it might be smaller relatively to the same price outside of the city but there are way more things to always do. 
So I, I would stay in Toronto. So with that money, that being said, you're you're a couple. Right now is a great time to get into the market at two-bedroom condos. So two-bedroom yeah. condos, especially in midtown Toronto, but wherever you go in Dude. the city, but especially midtown Toronto, you could pick up a two-bedroom condo the day of this podcast, which is September 30th, 2020. You can pick up a two-bedroom condo for anywhere between 500,000 and 550,000. I mean, it definitely fluctuates depending on where, depending on the quality of building, blah, blah, blah. But in a nice building that I would personally live in, I could pick up a two bedroom condo right now for $500,000, $520,000. Might be a little bit safer to say. Probably but. on the small side, even. But hell, last deal I did, north, like Don Mills, just north of the city before the 401. North York, I guess they would call it. 615. I'm just going to jump in. Sorry. Two plus 10. Thanks, guys. Oh, oh you're getting cut off here? Yep. We're just you, went, not, you went live too long? We went live too long, I think. Oh, that's I'm weird. I'm the video. Anyways, uh, 615, just north of the city. Almost 1,200 square feet with parking, locker, in-suite locker, two in a den. 1,200 square feet, $615,000. And the, so, the fees weren't even that bad. It was like 700 bucks for fees. So to be honest, that's where I would look at. And that's where I push people towards because you won't, if, if you're affording something like $500,000 as a mortgage and you're putting in, let's say $100,000, that's $600,000. You can comfortably get something like that. You also most likely don't have the safety net of savings or assets to afford a leaky basement, a, a mm, roof that you need yes, to change all of a sudden. Fair. Anything that happens in your house, a flood, plumbing issues, all the things that could pop pop up in your freehold home, do you have that fifty thousand just sitting there that you can okay, tap that's, into? That's a lot. Okay, it is a lot. Yeah, but I'm just go I'm to, exaggerating go to for RBC my see, and you get your fifteen grand line of credit, and you, you get just your leave line it of credit there. Yes, and you but, hope you never have to use it, and you hope you never have to use it in a condo. Most likely, you'll never have to use it. So that's the difference. Oh, in a condo, you just basically, I mean, no guarantees. No guarantees. But you pretty much will never have to use it. Yeah. So so that's what I would say. I would say to that. So pretty much condo over a house outside of GDA, right? To each their own. To each their own. You're asking what we would do. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Phil? I like my cars, man. I like driveway space. And I'm a townie. So you would get a house outside of GDA? Unless Phil's, I can find a condo with Phil's the one real Toronto yeah. realtor that will tell you to buy a house outside of Toronto. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sell you a house wherever you want to go, fam. I shouldn't say fam. That seems weird. Um, that's tough. Honestly, that that is that is real tough. Me in my current stage of life, I probably would want the space. If I were me five years ago, I would be downtown a thousand percent. Um more than a hundred percent but uh i don't know current current stage of life i'm i would be toying it's it's tough like that's a that's a real roll of the dice decision for me and i can't fault anyone for going one way or the other i think they're both pretty valid functional arguments so just call me if you're going outside i'll drive to new market don't worry uh, uh, and, and maybe i will too i don't know it depends. <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not too sure if you know, new markets, my place. But I just wanted to I wanted to end this off sort of with a, with a couple things here. Okay, so we one more one more comment that we got during our live stream, and it was it was saying how actually 
Toronto's economy is doing very well, and most people are just working from home. So a lot of people are still working. They're just yes. working from home. Their workplaces have changed, but they're working from home, except for realtors who work in your home. So it changes a little bit. We're, I guess realtors are still the ones that are kind of coming and bugging around with all your stuff all the time. But most jobs are still working, which is a really good sign for our yeah. economy. Okay. Now, I do want to wrap this up. I have to get somewhere very shortly. A man's got a tennis lesson. Uh, I have his tennis assessment. It's not a lesson. Sorry. The the lessons will come afterwards. Determine do, whether or not you're worthy for assessment or lessons. Definitely worthy for lessons. Mm-hmm. I think I'm not worthy for no lessons <laughs> is the better way to put it. I was trying it. to be nice. No, this was a lot of fun. I think the setup's coming in. We got this thing, which oh. I should probably yeah. not have done that. But <laughs> we have a little bit more setting up. Hopefully, the lighting is getting better. Hopefully, the cameras are going to be better going forward. Andre's Almost done a there. great job. Phil Absolutely. has done a mediocre job as usual. Bitch, I bought the house. <laughs> That's, That's in my basement. That's true. I'm sorry. I take that back. Phil's done a Spiro's great job. Spiro's paying as well. rent from here on out. <laughs> rent's due. Next yeah. episode, oh, you're going to have this shit. shirt. The rent's, rent's due, due shirt. shirt. Yeah. yeah. No, no, we've had a great time. I've had a great time. I think this is, this, we finally come back to our routine. And this I think nice. once we'll figure out a date where we're posting uh, regularly on. So we're shoot on Wednesdays for everybody who knows it's September 30th, the day after the, the presidential first debate. That's today. We'll figure out a day that every every week we can be posting by. It's sad that I think the vice the, the VP debate is going to be significantly more watchable. I think Mike Pence is more boring than cardboard. Yeah, but at least they'll like Kamala's just going to destroy. They won't him. talk over each other. She'll fucking shit kick him. She's going to destroy. Anyways, him. he's going to be like uh, Donald. <laughs> Donnie Donald, picks up the mic. He's wrong. Gonna, he's wrong. Gonna, I can wrong. see. Could you not see that happening? I don't know. We're just walking in, taking the just mic. Fucking listen wrong. here. <laughs> listen here, Kamala. Kamala. Okay, guys. I was on here on stage with your your president there, your your presidential candidate. (laughs) Thanks. Everything he said was a lie. He was wrong. Thanks for watching Spiro and (laughs) Phil selling Toronto. We'll see you next time.